<laughs> Shall we begin? Welcome to the Happy Monster Cast. I'm your host, Scott Marshan Davis of Happy Monster Press. Let's begin now. This week on the Happy Monster Cast, the origin story of Happy Monster Press. This is Scott from Happy Monster Press, and this week I'll be telling you all about where Happy Monster Press came from and where we're going. Happy Monster Press exists in a funny way because of the Dungeons & Dragons organized play program. I ran a lot of games in various systems all the way through high school and college, but did very little tabletop gaming until my kids were born. At around six or so, my older child expressed interest in my D&D books, so I started running simple games for him. When we moved to Salem, Massachusetts, I found the D&D Encounters program at the local comic store, and we started attending. Of course, DMs were always in short supply, so I jumped in to help, and within a year or two, I was running the program. That ended when the game store stopped supporting encounters, leaving me with a couple of tables of players with nowhere to play. I decided to start up a home game. However, I knew that I would have limited time to set up games beforehand, so I went looking for low-preparation role-playing games, and that led me to Savage Worlds. The first game for the Salem Savages was Space 1889 Red Sands. Space 1889 was derived from a game I had run in high school, and I loved the setting. Steve, one of the current Savages and formerly of the Roll20 gang, was one of the players I started with, and Frankie of the Roll20 gang was there at the beginning as well. As Red Sands started to wrap up, I decided to try a home campaign. But to make it as easy as possible, I set everything in a post-apocalyptic fantasy New England. For fun, I didn't tell the players that the setting was the same place they lived, and I adjusted the names. Bast for Boston, Perberg for Peterborough and it took them a surprisingly long time to figure it out. That campaign, which I called Children of the Apocalypse, was a huge blast for the players. Around the time I was wrapping up Children of the Apocalypse, I reconnected with some of the players I had gamed with in college, and having discovered Roll20, we started up an online game. At first, I ran D&D with the Roll20 gang, but eventually we transitioned to Savage Worlds with playtests of Legion of Liberty, and now Savage Rifts. I also started running Savage Worlds at Aresia, the Boston-based science fiction and general fandom convention. As I dug into Savage Worlds, I discovered the licensee program. My players in Salem and at Aresia had provided great feedback on Children of the Apocalypse, and I decided to give licensing a go. I learned layout, grabbed some stock art, and put together some sample pages to send to Pinnacle, the publisher of Savage Worlds. They loved the idea and the layouts, and I was approved as a licensee. That, in turn, led to my first Kickstarter for Children of the Apocalypse. In retrospect, I set the goal for that Kickstarter way too high, so it did not fund, but I went ahead with publishing anyway. For any of you aspiring aces or swag publishers out there, you might be interested in the flow I use for publishing. First, I come up with an idea, like, superheroes in the American Revolution. I flesh out the idea and draft setting rules, new powers, edges, and hindrances, races or species, and the basic idea of the plot. I'll usually also write out in detail at least the first adventure or two. Then I go to playtesting with one or more of my local groups, usually the Salem Savages. We run the entire campaign with me writing as I go. At the end, I roll in all the feedback and good ideas from the playtest and generate a solid rough draft. That's the point where I would go to Kickstarter. The hardest part of publishing for a non-artist like me is sourcing art without spending a fortune so that I can create a good Kickstarter page. I firmly believe in pay the artist, so I'm not going to try to get artists to give me free stuff, but if they put it out in the public domain already, I'm going to use it. Depending on the project, I might pay for some art up front to support the Kickstarter, or I might be able to find what I need in the public domain. With art in hand, I can put together the Kickstarter video. 
This is usually where Joy jumps in to help me out. She has an amazing aesthetic eye, and a lot of the improvements in the Legion of Liberty video are the result of her input. I use the Adobe Creative Cloud Suite, so Premiere Pro is my tool of choice for video. I am by no means an expert, but I can put together graphics, animate them, and add a soundtrack, which is usually good enough to go on with. I use Audition if I need to put together any sound effects. I also use it for editing this podcast. I can use the art I found in the video and also in putting together the Kickstarter page. I do a lot of comparison to other RPG Kickstarters in terms of backer levels and pricing, especially other Savage Worlds products. Because I'm a small operation with limited resources, I try to put out products that give a good amount of bang for the buck. I also follow the advice of Jeff Stegmeyer of Stunmeyer Games and give backers a discount on the eventual retail price. I strongly encourage anyone doing a gaming Kickstarter to check out Jeff Stegmeyer's blog. He goes into great detail about all kinds of things to do and not to do when putting together a Kickstarter. Even though it's focused on board games, a lot of the advice works for role-playing games as well. If the Kickstarter funds, my next step is to put together an art plan and get quotes to see how much art I can get for the proceeds. I make final updates to the text, then send it for editing. At this point, I'll also add in names of Kickstarter backers, naming characters, villains, and so on. Once I have the art and the edited text, layout begins. That, in fact, is where I am right now with Legion of Liberty Superheroes of 1776, my recently funded Kickstarter project. Layout is about a quarter of the way done. This is another place where Joy and her artistic eye really helped me out. Once I finish Layout, I'll send a PDF out for final proofing by the same editor who did the original edit. Then I'll order proof copies of the hardcover and softcover from DriveThruRPG. Once those are approved, it's fulfillment time. So, with Legion of Liberty Superheroes of 1776 in the home stretch, what's next for Happy Monster Press? Later this fall, we'll be kickstarting a new edition of Children of the Apocalypse, redesigned and improved for the new Savage Worlds Adventure Edition, and also in a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition version. Also this fall, we'll be starting playtest of our next Savage Worlds setting, Relics and Rayguns. Relics and Rayguns is Indiana Jones on Instagram in space. Bold adventurers exploring ancient alien ruins in search of artifacts and fame that will give them the post-scarcity equivalent of great wealth. The Salem Savages will begin playtesting Relics and Rayguns in November, while the Roll20 gang continue their Savage Rifts adventures. Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting Happy Monster. In two weeks, we'll have a new edition of Savage Rifts. With layout going on, I'm going to be a little bit delayed from time to time, but I really appreciate all of your support. See you in two weeks. The Happy Monster cast is a production of Happy Monster Press. Any products discussed are the property of their respective owners. All other items are the intellectual property of Happy Monster Press. Hehehehe. <laughs>